Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever the fuck you decide to listen to it. And sitting up next to me is... Directly next to you. Hey, it's Lee Kimbrell. Sitting next to Billy. What's going on, nasty boys and girls across the whole wide pandemic lockdown world? You're doing good. They're doing good. They're hanging in there, baby. They're They're just chilling. Yeah, they're just hanging, slanging, just sitting on their couch, click-clacking on their computers. Hanging. Week seven of the team. Week seven of the quarantine. We've been in quarantine for so long that the ads have flipped over and we don't even have any ads to read. We don't have any, but we do have place of, you know, businesses we'd like to plug. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll start here. Have you heard of Gold Belly? I haven't heard of Gold Belly. Gold Belly is a place that ships you food from all different restaurants across the country. How does that work? So you get shipped shit in, like, dry ice or, like, ice in a refrigerated box. So, and then it just comes to you. So I was looking into it. You can get, like, pounds of crab legs shipped to you from Washington overnight for, like... Five hundred dollars for like fifty, sixty bucks for like two, two, three pounds of crab. Fifty, legs. sixty bucks. Yeah, you could. They're like king crab legs. How could the they real do this? deal? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> legally how it works, but I know I love it. I do know. I would have. guess. I would guess overnight king crab leg de- crab leg delivery would be eat high three figures. Well, that'd be like if you they have a twenty pound, twenty five pound crab leg box from. Pike Place Fish Market. Yeah. The market down on by the by the fucking harbor. That's not how they sound in Seattle. Uh, <laughs> at all. Not even close. Down there in the fucking harbor <laughs> in Washington. <laughs> yeah, where we love our mariners. Go Seahawks. Go fucking Hawks. Go Hawks. Um, it's um, for 25 pounds. It was like 550 bucks. That's an incredible deal. For 25 pounds of crab leg. Come on. And then there was, there's like a, we looked into like a, you can get like a steamer, like a steamer bucket full of shit, like how you would have like a seafood steam for 130 bucks and it feeds like eight people. Gold belly. Gold belly. You can get pizza from New York, you can get beignets from New Orleans, you can get steaks from St. Elmo's in Indianapolis, like it's anything and everything you can think of. That is so wild. So if you get a steak, obviously you have to like prepare it yourself, but you get their cut. You get their cut. their sides and shit. And their seasoning. They do boxes. Like one of the coolest things I saw was a seafood box kit. No, we can hold hands. And it's... (laughs) 250 bucks, and it comes with 10 different types of seafood that feeds 15 people. So, yeah, so it's like a blue apron, a food service type deal, but it's restaurant specific. So, yeah. if you got a favorite place back home or whatever like that, that's fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, you miss it. Yeah, Matt, uh, my, you know, Matt used it for Laura, his girlfriend. She's like, I really want a Chicago hot dog. So, there's a kit from Vienna Dogs in Chicago, like the OG hot dog stand, and had it shipped. What a boy. 
What a guy. Sweet Matt. We know that. So, Gold have, Belly. Have you, have you indulged yet? Like, what are you going to do? What are you thinking about getting, guys? There's so many choices. First Lady and Billy. Shake Shack. Yeah, Shake Shack. That's dangerous. Ooh. Shake Shack. Well, Billy this. found a seafood boil. That's what I wanted to That if restaurants are not open for his birthday, mm-hmm. I am going to order for him. Okay. Oh, that'd be a good idea. I have it pulled up right now as we speak. The full steamer. Full steam pot. Here's what's in this. Ready for this? It has snow crab legs, jumbo shrimp, little neck clams, andouille sausage, sweet corn, red bliss potatoes, and homemade seasoning. Fuck me up. And dude, it comes in the fucking steamer, and you just dump the shit in, and you put it on your stuff. I love it. And then they give you a big piece of brown paper, like construction paper you see at those type of restaurants, and then you just dump it on your table. Ooh, baby, I love a crawfish boil. Dude, my parents do one every... I love a nice boil. They were supposed to do it this year. I doubt, well, they might. They... Whatever, but they might do it, but... They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. They get, like, like 50 pounds of crawfish and boil it. But now I can just order it from New Orleans whenever the fuck I want. I can get five pounds for 30 bucks and just have it shipped here and have it the next day. Well, if you do get on Gold Belly and make an order, normally on these kind of things, they'll have like a referral, like where'd you hear it from? Yeah. Just say the new Nasty Boys podcast, even though they're not officially our sponsor. Who knows? Maybe we could wiggle our way in there. I'm tagging them on Instagram. Yeah, tag them up, baby. Gold Belly. Gold Belly. The unofficial sponsor of the new Nasty Boys. <laughs> we would like to thank mybookie.ag, Simply Safe, Blue Chew, LinkedIn, you know, all of our uh, uh, sponsors. Manscaped. 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 Where would I be? I mean, my balls are glistening right now. I keep, I keep forgetting to remind you to bring your charger over here because I can't find mine. Oh, yeah. And it just looks like a mad scientist. Is oh, man. Well, I'll, I'll bring that ASAP. Thank you. I'll bring it up to the club and come by tomorrow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We can't have yeah. in your quarantine pubes looking like that. I'll actually be... Uh, I could hit it on the way back because I'll be... Uh, I have a client meeting in Wilmington, Ohio. At oh. This place called Urban Roots. Oh, nice. It's a dispensary. Oh, fuck yeah. Making some shirts for the Weed Boys? Yeah, dude. I'm pumped. Love that. Yeah. Well, yeah, see, that's like, I, I know everybody's up in arms during the quarantine that they can't get a haircut, but, you know, that's no excuse for your pubes. None. You should, I mean, pubes, like, pube trimmage is a solo job most of the time anyway. So you just need to count on yourself. I know a lot of people are depressed and not doing their normal you know, self-care and things like that, but you got to keep your pubes on point. Yeah. If not you, but for your lover. I'm sorry, babe. Is it rough? Always is. <laughs> Always is, Bill. Yikes. The turnover rate on your pubes is nuts. He shaved his pubes, and this is not true, or this is not <laughs> false. This is true. Maybe five times in the entire almost seven years of us being together. <laughs> They peak and they just stay. They plateau. Yeah. Well, you think that, but they just get curlier and curlier, so it's getting yeah. thicker. It's not poofing out anymore. Bill, man. They're straight up. <laughs> I mean, it's it looks like you like rubbed one of those static balls. That is wild. <laughs> but with my balls. Your pubes are the most Jewish part about you. you <laughs> They're so rich. Yeah, it's crazy. would you say that? Rich in flavor. Well, keep your pubes on Trim Trim out there. This is the new <laughs> Nasty Boys. It's not referring to your pubes. Yeah, that's yeah. It's referring to our mouths. Yeah, we're referring to our mouths and minds. That's right. That's a good. Uh, that's a good free sponsorship. I like that Gold Belly. Yeah. So I'm gonna tag them on Instagram. Hopefully they'll be like, Hey, you want that that steamer basket? I'll be like, You betcha. Yeah. I uh, my my fake sponsorship is uh, I've actually got two little quick ones. They're based in uh, Newport, Cincinnati. 
One of them is the Wendy's on Carruthers Drive. <laughs> I want to give them props because I pulled up there late night a couple weeks ago and saw two employees in the dining room of Wendy's smoking cigarettes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Full fucking smoking cigs. Yeah. Full glass dining room. People driving up. They just don't give a fuck. I wouldn't. They knew we're getting the frosty no matter what. And, uh, you know, shout out to their drive-thru employees for not wearing gloves or masks either. It's very chill. So I've only been there once. Yeah. But where I have eaten a lot is... Yeah, twice. (laughs) Twice? Three times. (laughs) And, uh... Just keep it coming. Yeah, but, uh, the Newport Pizza Company. Shit's good. In Newport. Killer pie. Very cheap prices. Uh, it's on Monmouth. It's like five minutes from downtown. It's just it's right close. Whether you're in Cincinnati or Kentucky, yeah. Newport Pizza Company. They got a great deal. Uh, large sixteen inch pizza, two toppings, and a six pack of domestic beers, which counts White Claw, for twenty bucks. Damn. It's okay. A, it's a good That's ass deal. Intense. And uh, we are a big fan of the boneless chicken wings. Oh, adult chicken nuggets. Yeah, they just take uh, chicken breast. Chop it up, bread it, yep. fry it. It's really, really good. Ooh. So, Newport Pizza Company and Danger Wendy's Danger in Newport. Wendy's. Go over and support your business. Careful, the Wendy's, the Wendy logo, sh- she's coughing. Newport's fucking wild. Yeah. It really is, man. You Like, people, I, when you look at the graphs and everything, our area, the Ohio Valley, has actually done a really good job of flattening the curve and staying yeah. inside and, you know, proud of our region for that. But Newport, Kentucky, we go on a lot of walks, yeah. and uh, there are folks out and about. Oh. Not a lot of shirts. Yeah. It's that time, man. It's springtime in northern Kentucky, which means Covington, Newport, all those places. A lot of white guys. No shirts. No shirt. Pajama pants. No shirts. Pajama pants. Those oh, are yeah. key. Tweety Bird pajama pants. Oh, oh fuck yeah. Or, or Betty Boop. Betty Betty Boop solid. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good call. Yeah, you don't see a lot of masks walking around Newport. No, you don't see a whole lot down here. You see like the responsible young adults wearing the masks, and then you see other people. I walked by a group of twenty-five grown men. Yelling at each other about who's going to be good this year in the NFL with no masks, just drunk, drinking on the street. Yeah, just like pretending like there's going to be an, a regular NFL season. Yeah. Where they're going to be able to watch it and stuff. Right. I got a full screech from a dude. I got a full grown man yell like, the Broncos ain't shit. And I was like, oh, fuck. They're okay. starting to break, man. There's a, lo- there's a, big, a big part of this population you and I aren't in it. We feel like we're in it, but we're not. Mm-mm. Where sports is the only thing that they have in their life that is not yeah. work related. Yeah. And it is some there are some people it's the only thing that they're knowledgeable about. Yeah. Like they can they can go on and on and speak at length about sports and this era versus that era and this team versus that team, but once that's taken away, they're just kind of sitting there I don't know what to scream at my friends about. <laughs> I don't know what I could have a superior opinion to my wife about other than right. sports because I don't know. It's like, what is this? What are my feet? Are these feelings? Man, what is this? I'm just so fascinated to see how it plays out like professional athletics without people in the stands. Just yeah. the give and take, the ripple effect on both sides of that, both people viewing it and people 
and, and the athletes playing it. Yeah. Like, especially in a game like the NFL, so violent and so, like, you know, moment-based. Yeah. It's like you just crush a guy going across the middle. Do you get yeah. up? There's not 80,000 screaming fans. Just robot it over. I mean, like, what do you do? Like, if you just, it seems kind of brutal. Yeah. Well, like, Kirk Cousins came out and said, he's like, I'm, I'm psyched for it. If that happens, I'm cool with it. We already practiced without any sound coming through, so we'll just be more focused. Yeah, and he's, like, one of the more cerebral dudes in the league. Right. So it, it will be fun to see a play out like that, the X's and O's. I mean, baseball, a game, I think we talked about this a little bit. Baseball is, like, the ASMR sport. Yeah. You got the dirt and the grass and the crack of the bat and leather meets leather coming Oof. in at 100 miles per hour. Like, we'll probably be able to, you know, depending on where we stand, go stand near the stadium and hear the crack of the bat and hear the pop of a 103-mile-per-hour Lorenzen fastball. Oh. You know? Yeah. We'll be able to do that. I Pull mean- it up on our phone and watch it while we're standing outside or... You know, yeah. God forbid we go and get a drink at the banks Ugh. or something do like that. Do we have to do that? Yeah. Jefferson Social. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I fuck that's with my club. Social. Yeah, Jefferson Social is good. It's so good. What yeah. is the... Uh, Taconi. Elaborate. It's a coney in a taco. <laughs> with the bun? I don't remember. I'm <laughs> always really drunk when I have it. <laughs> it's a flour tortilla, hot dog, cut up hot dog... Skyline cheese, Cincinnati chili, I need mustard it. onion. I need something crunch. <coughs> no, no, it's not Skyline cheese. It's Chihuahua cheese, but but Cincinnati chili. It's wild. Oh, yeah. It's good. Chihuahua cheese has in a little spice. Didn't we go to Jefferson Social once recently? I don't know. Somewhat we go there recently? with Adam Bass all the time. The Bass Man. Yeah, Bassy Boy. That'll be you know the gruff. All these places. I mean, that's another thing that's happening right now is. It's a Thursday, and uh, the governor of Ohio came out, and like things are going to start opening up. It seems fucking really soon, man. It seems too soon. Yeah. Like May 15th, outdoor drinking. Yeah, May 15th, Ugh. patio. I mean, we all know we could go there and social distance. You, you get a bunch of people that haven't seen other humans in two months. They'll social distance, and they'll wear their masks. But once that fucking fifth patio margarita goes down, it's over. people are going to be hugging and touching and dancing and making out. Oh, it's going to be... People are going to be going home with each other. Yeah. You know, people are going to be out there missing touch. And as soon as those inhibitions go down with the booze, it's just going to be a shit show. Yeah, why do you think I've kept losing weight, you know? Get everybody in here, right? Yeah, that's right. Just got the eye roll from the wine? Yeah, fuck yeah. Shaking the head? Hell yeah. I don't know. I mean, I. on one hand, it's like, thank goodness that the pandemic, if the pandemic had to happen, it happened at a pretty decent time. Right. It, it, it would have been easier to quarantine in winter. Right. That would have been easier, but it would have been more dangerous, right? Like warm weather is good for viruses and good for people's health and vitality mm-hmm. in, in general. But now that I'm saying it out loud, it kind of came at like the hardest time possible just because it was coming off of winter yeah all, everyone's already chomping at the fucking bit these dreary cold gray cincinnati winters and now people just want to bust outdoors yeah and they couldn't for the first month and they couldn't for the first half month and now it's like people i don't know yeah they just are now they'll just do 
you know, now it's nice enough that they'll fucking be able to go out and enjoy it. So this is a good time to break, but at what point are we saying it's responsible enough to do it? We haven't seen enough of a downturn for them to just be like, you know what? We cleared it. We did it. We met federal guidelines. We met our state guidelines that we set for ourselves. They're just like, nope, fuck it. Yeah. Get back to work. See, I don't have enough of the information to have like a fully educated guess. Yeah. I'm also in the on the team of I don't necessarily believe any of the information I get from really anyone. No. You know, I think it's all pretty skewed. Um, but no, it definitely feels a little early to me. Way early. And also with this outdoor patio drinking, is it 50 how much how many people can you have half capacity? You have to be at least six feet apart. So Governor DeWine did not make any, um, he purposely did not make any rules about percentages. It just says you can only allow people in if they are six feet apart. So I know that that sounds crazy, but he left it a little vague on purpose. Yeah. Because, I mean, who's going to come in and check that shit? Who's what, yeah. who's coming around? Is there like a food and bev bev person who's supposed to come in and like measure? Just yeah. pop it. Eh, eh, eh. <coughs> yeah, no. I mean, like, like how many square feet is your space? Divide that by whatever. Well, I mean, you think of most of the patios. There's they're tiny, so I mean, they might as well have just said like a soft opening for the bars to invite their regulars in. It's not like the doors are going to be wide open. Right. You're going to have, like, I mean, the hub the hub has a patio space. The m- motor has a, has that back patio space, yeah. but you got to go inside to get there. Right. right. Well, they also have the out front, too. Yeah, yeah but that out front, can, six feet apart, can fit four two. people. <laughs> I was going to say two. <laughs> two, maybe. Yeah. yeah. God, so wait, you've got that, but the only, like, reasonable ones, like I'm thinking in, in down here in OTR, <laughs> bless you. Bless you. Becca. Mac, I didn't even think about Mecca. Hofbrau yeah. House is like a cha-ching. Queen City yeah. Radio. That was the one yeah. we thought. And Rosedale. Yeah. yeah. Those are the ones where I'm like, oh, and fucking Treehouse Bar. Oh, boom. No one should go there. Yeah. True. Don't go there. This is an anti-plug. Yeah. Don't, just don't go there. Well, Mo- Nation has that patio, too. They have a teeny tiny patio that I think could sit two groups, maybe. Right. So, I mean, th- that, it, it does, it just sounds like a soft opening for most places. Yeah. Kentucky, 33% on May, I think, 29th, it said. May 29th in Kentucky? Restaurants can be to 33% capacity. I just saw it. Wow. Wow. Okay. So they're more progressive than Ohio right now. Well, that, I mean, that sounds about right. You know, Kentucky, 3%. with we've got our new governor, Andy Brashear. He's in a blue tie. Yeah. I mean, not that that means shit, but, like, he got elected on some, like, liberal ideas. Yeah. And he's been killer in this whole thing. He Kentucky, has been. Yeah, he really has. Like, he he's made Kentucky look pretty good. And we yeah. have done a really good job of uh, making ourselves look pretty bad for the past <laughs> 150 years. Yeah, well, yeah. it doesn't help that Mitch McConnell represents that state. Moscow Mitch. Moscow oh, Mitch. I couldn't believe when we got rid of Bevin. Matt oh, Bevin, that little fucking he Yankee weasel. Sucked. From goddamn Connecticut. Yeah. Governor of Kentucky. Isn't he under investigation yeah, now, too? Yeah, he's dirtier than hell. Yeah, I yeah. can't believe that. Well, people bought un- bought into the Trump ideals and... He's Trump a fucking world. 
Oh. Him and Pete Buttigieg. Ugh. Pete Buttigieg just got activated in some mountain like four years ago. <laughs> Fucking gay robot. Out in a goddamn, out in a, in a vineyard in, in, uh, black, in whatever, Napa. California. Napa, Napa, Napa thank you. Just there one of them. I was thinking, was it not Tacoma? That's not a place. What am I thinking of? Sonoma. Yeah. Tacoma's in Washington. Right. Tacoma, Washington, Sonoma, wine country. Yeah. Or is it Sedona? Or do I even care? That's it the other question. It doesn't matter at all. No, it doesn't. No. Uh, I watch. was it in China or Korea? I saw they were playing games in an empty stadium and there was a bench-clearing brawl. Did you see that? That had to have been China. Yeah, it was wicked. It was wild. And, uh, I mean, that kind of shit is going to happen. It's just, I, I'm so excited to see the dynamic of people playing in front of no one. Right. And we'll be able to hear more jawing, too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You'll be able to hear it all. Yeah, or they'll turn down those mics. Or they'll do what I, they did during spring training and mic everybody, which yeah. would rule. you got to turn it all up, man. I yeah. say hear it all. Hear people talk shit. Hear people just bullshit. Right. On first base. Well, I've been watching Korean baseball. Yeah. Because I was watching Chinese baseball, and it was okay. It kind of got the fill, but, like, there was no way for me to DVR. Like, I had to be up at 6.30 to watch it on Twitter. Yeah. And I wasn't going to go back and watch highlights or whatever because I didn't care. But now, with Korean baseball and ESPN, it rules. Yeah. It's great. I mean, that's they have some guys who played in the major leagues. They, like... Uh, our boy Dan Straley's over there. Really? Yeah, pitching for the Lot Giants. No shit. And he's been on there talking about the process and everything and doing interviews. And That's cool. Uh, Dan Straley. Right. What a throwback. Thanks, Dan, for going to the Marlins so we can get Luis Castillo. No shit. Fucking wild. But, yeah. And that's another thing. I've just been going through, like most people, you just scroll through your phone. Mm-hmm. You, get, you can get in like a really nice little hole on like the Instagram Explore when you find like a bunch of good baseball videos, good nostalgic yeah. baseball videos. And I, there was that video uh, last season when Winker got run in the ninth inning of the 2-0 game. I can't remember. I, we were playing Cleveland maybe. Either yeah. way, Winker got run arguing balls and strikes. It was bullshit ejection. And then he went back in the dugout and threw his helmet and bounced up and it hit Luis Castillo in the head. <laughs> and then oh, the yeah. camera's on him in the dugout and Luis Castillo is like clearly pissed. Right. He's just like, dude, what the fuck? Grow up. And Winger's like, man, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Castillo's sitting there on the bench just stone-faced with his glasses on. Yeah, just Throw having a translator up. just looking at him like just go and like hand in the throat like, no, don't say a goddamn yeah, word. Yeah, grow up. I don't need to hear this. Grow up, you. Winky. Stinky Winky. So, I mean, how much of a drop-off competitively is there in that KBO? A little bit. The game's different, man. Like, it's really different as in, like, a lot of slap, a lot of slap hitting. Well, There's the, some power. Yeah. A lot more breaking balls. Really? A ton more breaking balls, a lot more change-ups. Well, they're just smaller players. Like, they're not right. as big and freakishly gifted. Well, they're just finesse. That's just, there's no real power pitching. And most of the aces are foreign. Yeah. You know, they come from America. They've been, they're not exactly washed up. They're just like, well, what if I beef up my resume? Yeah, sure. And and go play there for a little bit. Like, look at Josh Lindblom. Signed a three-year, yeah. $12 million deal with the Brewers. Well, you know who I didn't realize was an Asian guy, an Asian league player? Who's the, who's Eric Thames? Yeah, he was in Korea. Yeah, he was a Korean guy. He hit like 330 and yeah. hit like 50 bombs. Yeah. But they changed their ball late last season. 
And this is kind of crazy. So they had kind of, they didn't have like a juiced ball, but it was still like a ball that was nuts. Yeah. And they didn't have just a league-wide ball. Yeah, really? Each team had their own ball they would play with. So you wouldn't, from game to game, you wouldn't know what you were going to get. That's funky. That's real wild. That would be kind of a fun little, if each team had like a variable at their ball. I mean, I guess, you know, you always hear the grounds crew uh, for a really fast team, they'll leave the the grass a little bit longer around the plate to slow down bunts. Yeah. Or they'll make, you know, stack up the chalk really high just in case that helps. And I love those little kind of stories like that. So so much fun quirks. Yeah, but if everyone just had, like, when you come to Cincinnati, one of your players has to use a rubber bat. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You have to use a fungo, dog. Yeah. But, like, Josh was, Lindblom was talking about, like, some balls, they would be, they're not rubbed down either. So he was like, they feel like cue balls. They're slick as shit. Just shoot through the air. So, which means they shoot, and then you can just snap those fuckers yeah. since there's no resistance. Yeah. Which is also wild. They're leather, but they're just not rubbed down like be they normally are. fun to are. see. It, it is fun to watch. Um, like, they're more aggressive with small ball. I mean, that's just Asian baseball in general. Like, I was watching today. Runners on first and second, no outs, guy lays down a bunt, moves the runners from second to third. The next thing I know, I look up, they're up three runs. Yeah, just single, single, single. single. Right, after the sacrifice. There was some power, don't get me wrong, but since they deaden the ball, it's a lot. And I mean, I've seen it, like, you sent me that Twitter thread of all the bat flips and stuff. Like, it Mm -hmm. does appear to be, like, some theatrics, like... Oh, they're the kings of the bat flip. Yeah, they started it. See, Trent tweeted, which was awesome... But he was like, Korea, Korean baseball is more than bat flips. I think it's just ESPN promoting the flair. And you really need to br- sit down and break down how different this game is. Because yeah. they're defensively, they're wizards. Yeah. It's cool to watch. Like, they're very sound. They're, it, yeah. And, but the bat flips are rad. <laughs> like, that's what people, yeah, chicks dig the long ball, baby. Yeah, they do. That's why that's all dingers here in the States. Nothing but dingers. Dingers, walks, strikeouts. Do you see that cute little viral video of that little kid hitting the home run yeah. and his dad losing his mind? My heart melted. That little kid is viral. He's he was on like Jimmy Fallon a couple like wow like earlier this year. Yeah, he's a little stud. His Instagram is adorable. It's called mm-hmm. Little Bigs. That rules. And it's just this cute little kid who loved playing baseball with his dad. That's so. No, cool. that that video choked me up. I loved it. Yeah, I teared up. And I believed it. I believed that the dad was that stoked. And it doesn't seem like it's some scary coach dad situation. Like, I think the mm-hmm. kid's just obsessed with baseball and hitting dingers. That's rad. Yeah, and he's a cute little boy. Did you see Berlon's post with it? No. He said if my kid did that after he hit a home run, that next pitch would be right in the ear hole. Yeah, that's good. He's like, just kidding. I watched this video four times and cried four times. I love my son so much. <laughs> oh, I know it, man. I... Yeah, I'm going down to Lexington on Saturday to honor the mother. Yeah? Probably play some catch with my dad. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you going to see Trevor? Is he going to be around? T got. Uh, yeah, I believe he's in Lexington still. Yeah, I just saw our boy, friend of the pod, Trevor Gott. He played golf with Andrew Benatendi. That's so cool. Cincy boy. So you, did, you didn't find out if he drove up here or they came down no, there? No, I texted him. That's cool as fuck. Because Ben and Tenny, I think, does he still live here then during the off season, or just hanging with the folks? That's that's something to think about. Yeah, man, for sure. 
That's like what I gotta like reach out and be like, hey, you're around. You want to zoom? Do you want to hop on? Do yeah. do our pod real quick? Yeah, no. I mean, people are available. Yeah, I saw we saw Tom Tashia on Saturday. Tommy boy, how's yeah. Tom? I I took. Oh yeah, you heard that mystery voice earlier. This is Morgan. This is my lady. Well, of course, the first lady. First lady. You knew the first lady's voice, but we're joined by two beautiful women. Yeah. Nasty girls. Ooh. Uh, that's right. Nasty uh, women. Yeah, nasty women. Women. You, you nasty know, female. You know, girls don't poop, but women shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Love that. But we went and walked around the stadium, and I showed, uh, I showed Morgan all of the statues that our buddy Tom made. Isn't that rad? Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's fucking really cool. cool. He's the best. So what is he up to? I mean, how... Working on the plaque still, even though everything got suspended. Yeah. He's still, like, till 2021, he's still chipping away. That's such a wild process from old Tommy, man. He's... Like, they just... Because, I mean, the classes are different sizes. Some are bigger, mm-hmm. some are smaller. But they need them then. Yep. They, well, he only had, what, two? <laughs> he's only got two with... Or, no. The, who else got inducted the, from the writers? I forget who the third one is, but... Walker and Jeets. Yeah, baby. I was like, hey, you're going to sneak Go Jeets Go in there? And he just laughed. I was like, oh, he doesn't know about that. That was another awesome video I saw of when Derek Jeter became Mr. November. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't realize when he went up to the plate before the first pitch, it struck midnight, and it was November, and they rung this dong, they rang this bell. It was so fucking epic. Yeah. And he goes through this big, like, seven-pitch at bat, hits one up. It's so cool. The captain. The captain, baby, Mr. November. Ah, so we might be seeing November baseball at this point. What, so what's happening is the game plan so far that has been reported is, like, report to camp June 1st, and then July 1st would be opening day. Uh, we don't know, like, the layout or anything yet. Mid-May. I mean, next week we're going to hear the MLB's proposal to the Players Union. Yeah. And we'll see what they say. We can have baseball real soon. People could be playing. We could be telling jokes to weird set-up rooms, and baseball could be played in empty stadiums. Yeah. That we could watch on TV. Oh, that feels like normal. Yeah. That feels like the best normal. Hey, man, if that's as normal as we're going to get for a while, I am so okay with that. Fuck it. Don't care. I am so okay with that. Yeah. I, I just want it back so bad. Do you think the Players Union gives into it? Do you think that whatever the, the, the play, like, do you think that the Players Union might be like, hey, no, travel restrictions. I don't want to play at the home park. We should all just be quarantined together. Do you think that the union strikes something crazy, or do you think it's just like... Fuck it, we're ready to play. Well, I mean, that seems so weird to me, the idea of teams playing at their home park. just be, It just seems like so much unnecessary travel. I mean, but if things are starting to open up slowly, I don't know. I'm not a politician. Yeah. I'm glad I don't make these rules. I, I like the idea of that three-division Florida, California, Texas. Texas. I love that. I think that's pretty neat. When I was talking to uh, the boss man, Josh Sneed, about it, and he was like, you know what? The travel shouldn't matter. Those play, those teams have enough money they could buy their own jet and charter and just do that the whole time. Yeah. Like, fuck it. And I was like, that makes sense, but that's still an unnecessary, crazy cost. I don't know. Like, how I would do it, if you have teams play at their home park, I would do it like how, I think it was Keith Law said this like three years ago, where you have east and west and you break it up by region. 
So then our division would be us, Cleveland, uh, Detroit, White Sox, and uh, Cubs. Yeah. And then you have... The nasty division. Yeah. Well, you've, you've got... Or you could go... You could go Pittsburgh. I don't know. But if you keep it close yeah. within those, t- like, two, three, like, close enough within, like, a 500, like, a, I don't know, 250, 300-mile radius. Well, I mean, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Chicago, two teams, Detroit, and Pittsburgh, that's all within five hours of each other. Right. That's a quick flight. That's an easy, you know, Detroit, you can drive to Detroit and what? We made it up there, babe, in what, three and a half hours? Four. It's a solid four. Still, that's nothing. Yeah, that's easy peasy. I mean, flight-wise, you're talking flights that are less than an hour. Right. Just to get, yeah, exactly. Chicago's four and a half if you're stepping on it. Yeah, or you could bus them, whatever. But either way, like, if you keep it regional, they play, and then you move, say you move one of those teams over to, like, say if you're east, move another team over to that division, they play all those teams in a series once, then you move south, and then you go what? Like, you have your trips. Yeah. I think that makes sense. You have DH for both leagues, for east and west. Love the DH. I'm all about Fuck it. You know what? Tradition out the window right now. Let's just play ball. Yeah, what's traditional about any of this? Right. Let's fucking have 35-man rosters. And let's go. Like, 35-man rosters. Do some double headies. Let's roll. Let's fucking play ball, boys. So, I mean, if we get going, if we start a season on July 1... You're looking at eighty between 82 and 100 games. It's July, August, September, September October. October. November playoffs. Yeah. Condense them. And you're done before December. Yeah. You would have, what, so you've got, say you've got, okay, east and west, you've got... One, two, three divisions yeah. in the East, three on the West. Two teams from each division go to the playoffs. Yeah. And then, I mean, but if you're playing that late into the season, I think you just, you should just determine kind of, I think we've talked about it before, like a Super Bowl, like a neutral site World Series, yeah. where what if, you know, it rolls around and the two people that are playing for the World Series are the Yankees and the Reds. Right. You don't want to be playing in New York City in December. No, they would do it in a neutral site for sure, because then you could play in a dome. Yeah. You could play domed or in Texas or Florida. I think that's the move. I think no matter what, the World Series will be played at a neutral site. Yeah. I, think. I mean, that's exciting, making an event. Yeah. Just empty. Yeah. Well, maybe at that point, you know, November, yeah. you could have fans be like, hey, your teams are in the playoffs. You can go watch them. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe, you know, like... The Dolphins unleashed unleashed a plan showing how they would social distance and have people oh, really? come through the gates. Yeah, they had like markers and or, like dots where people would stand to come in, like space how they would space out people in the like the the uh, rotunda not rotunda Jesus Christ the like terrace yeah. and like walking around the outside of the field how they would seat everybody. So I don't know. I mean, it's you know who knows? It could be a real possibility if the NFL plays with fans in September. Who knows? Maybe you could get you could get that push, that little extra push you need of fans for World Series, right? Or that push into the playoffs in September, in like October. God. So there's like there's realistic possibilities where it could happen. We could be playing like 
telling him, I, I'm telling myself it could be realistic, but yeah. we know absolutely nothing. But it seems logical to me that they're letting if they're letting drunk asshole NFL fans in the stadiums because those are like worst of the worst. Exactly, they're not like bad. They're just the worst to watch a game with. No doubt. But like baseball fans are pretty tame and fucking nice and follow the rules for the most part. Yeah, I mean you've got your Cubs fans, but overall, yeah, you got your Pirates fans. Ugh. But, yeah, mostly, I don't know. I wouldn't mind going and getting unruly at a stadium right now. God, no. That's the dream. Yeah, most of the time, we're the small minority of people causing a problem. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised I've never gotten into a fight at a ballpark. I'm surprised you've never gotten tossed out of a game. Look, I am pretty... I'm a pretty tame heckler, but I just get to the point. Yeah, it's... Trim the fat, much like you are with your physical body right now. Thank you. When you go and scream at professional baseball players, you do trim the fat. Yeah, I'm like a samurai. I sneak up on you and I slice you at the knees. Yeah, just one little cut right at a main artery. Yeah. And it's done. I'm a blow... I'm I'm a blow dart in the fucking bleachers just... Do you have any (laughs) memories of uh, particularly good heckles or player interactions or anything? Oh, yeah. The the Schwartz one from last season might be my favorite. It's the king. It's Retail the king. That tale. We were sitting in the Diamond Club watching the watching the Cubs and Reds, and uh, Schwarber gets rung up. Uh, looking at a fastball, which he thought was outside. He turned the ump. He's like, "That was outside. That's ridiculous. That's a bat fucking call. Fuck you." And then I was just, I just looked at him. I said, "Sit down, you hillbilly." And then he turned, stared at me, and started taking off his gloves. Hell yeah. And then I made it to the MLB highlight. Oh, yeah, you were in the video. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Good fucking times. That was a great one. And then the Pat Burrell one is number two. Pat Burrell. Oh, yeah, he turned around. He was just like, jeez, man. He was like, dude, come on. Yeah. I was like, Nah, What'd you say to him again? I said, uh, you were number one overall draft pick, and in the past six years, you've played for four different teams. No one wants you. No one likes you because you suck. <laughs> oh, God. He has kids. He has kids. That's and somebody's a- daughter. That's somebody's son. <laughs> it could be someone's daughter. Who knows? They might change their mind later in life. Patricia B. But he's also a millionaire, and that comes with the ticket on the back. You flip it over. It says, you can yell at these people. Just don't be a dick. Is that the official legalese? Yeah, that's the legalese. I looked it up. I think I got a ticket line around here somewhere to go check, to double check. But yeah, no, I can yell at him. So do you think, this is a totally different subject, but everyone in here, uh, me on the lesser end of the spectrum, uh, is working from home. Do you think that once this is all over, like, how easy slash hard is it going to be to get people to come back into their brick and mortar office? After they've accomplished their job from the comfort of their own sectional. Yeah. Uh, luckily Impossible. for me. Impossible. They sent out a survey to us. Yeah. Asking us about, you know, different, like what we would want to do if we were to go back. How many days are we going to be in the office and everything. Yeah. It's. It's not going back to it's normal. It's not going to go back to normal. No. Sweet cheeks. I think our office is going to go back, but we are all going to try to petition to, like, hey, if we need to work from home because, like, you know, we've got something going on or my kid has doctor's appointments or whatever. If it makes my life more convenient and I can still get your job done. Yeah, I shouldn't have to take, that. Yeah, people are doing that. They're talking about doing, they're talking about taking it down to four days a week and two days in the office. Two days at home. 
Whoa. Four work days? Mm-hmm. That rules. Yeah. Holy shit. So everyone's realizing it could change. I mean, luckily for me, like, I've been working from home, you know, because I need, I'm remote and I need to be places to meet with people to sell them shirts. Yeah. So, like, it makes sense for my home to be my office. And it, so, like, when Pete, like, you, like, Morgan and Alicia, like, with working in traditional offices, like, now it's changed. I was like, that's kind of what I thought. It's just like, and the world's changing. Like, there's no way we can go back to just being in a cubicle and realize, no like, way. and also, wouldn't it be smarter for the business to not actually have these offices to operate? Because then they could save on costs and have, like, a reduced yeah. space where they just have meeting rooms with clients? And the massive amount of people who worked full time supporting themselves, paying their bills on a meanier, meager wage. I'm looking at myself here, who, uh, you know, contributed to society paid taxes, paid their own way, and just barely eked by. Now, with some of these government funds that are coming out, I've experienced, like, a massive pay raise. Right. I'm bringing in more money a week, and I'm not saying... And, and I'm not even trying to make a joke about it. I'm just saying, it like, it just kind of points... The problem, I think, for a lot of Americans, uh, not to sound whiny, the problem isn't the workers it's what they're getting paid no shit you know i mean the the what the living wage is just changing every couple years now yeah and now with this blow to the market i mean inflation is going to be a thing yeah. i mean we're going into really scary times and you're not going to be able to convince people to huck their way fucking an hour both ways up to Sharonville to make to work some job where they're making 36 grand a year right look at like what you were talking about with Wendy's those people were just sitting in the dining room smoking yeah because they're like fuck I have a job yeah yeah and I'm and I'm making far less money yeah they're like my unemployed friends are making more money than me right now and I'm out here risking my life and see and that's what you know that's what all of our dads and uncles are like well that's why fucking welfare is broken and I get it like the fact that it can uh, take away the incentive for someone to work, but just pay them, pay them something that makes them feel like a human. Right. I feel like a human for the first time in five years. Yeah. And I don't even have anything to go out and spend my money on, so it's great. No, now you're just stacking you know. It. But it's like it, it's not even like an insane amount of money. The money I'm bringing in right now is like the equivalent of like a fifty thousand dollar a year job. Right. You know. Yeah, I mean, and that's nice to fucking have. Yeah, it is nice. And it's like just nice that that personal security you feel. It makes you like for me anyway. When I have that with with I like got the job and I was like, this is like adult money. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I'm comfortable to do really whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, my bills are paid. Yeah, I don't have any pressure. Like I felt it creatively. Yeah, I have no pressure to pay my bills now. None. So now I can do whatever the fuck I want. I feel like I can say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. As long as it isn't detrimental to my job and just go up to my boss and just be like, suck my dick, asshole. Like, not yeah. like that, but like, creatively, I'm like, this is funny. Is it a little on the, is it a little like dirty? Is it a little like, are there, am I taking some big risks yeah. comedically? Of course. Sure. But guess what? I don't fucking care. It doesn't matter. I'm not trying, like right now, I'm not like, this is how I pay my bills so I can do whatever I want. Right. This, so. One thing Would I, I like it to be? Of, one day, of course. But right now it's like. I'm fucking going all in. Yeah. One thing that I hope comes out of all this is, you know, people have been harping for years and years and years about teachers' pay and how teachers are so devastatingly underpaid. Yeah. Can you imagine being a teacher right now? Oh. Imagine being a teacher. You've been teaching first grade 
You've been teaching, let's, let's even go up. You've been teaching middle school for 25 years. You got the system down. You're five years away from retirement. Now you got to teach these Zoom classes. Can you imagine how difficult that would be to teach Fuck that. in that scenario? And they're still doing it, and they're still just making dog shit money. Yeah. And when we come out of it, like, there will be some change in education. You know, people were, there are people using online tutors and Skype sessions and things right. like that. But, like, when we go back to that, like, even if it is in peril right now, like, the education system of America is a foundation of what makes us a country. Yeah. And if these these teachers are going, you're talking about diseases and viruses. Yep. A fucking classroom? Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's a Petri dish. No shit. I substitute taught in elementary school for three months, and I got coughed into my mouth four times. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Coughed into my mouth. They just come up and they want to tell you a secret, and then they just sneeze in your nose. They don't give a fuck. You know what? That is are petri dishes. That still is a secret. It's only for you. Yeah, yeah, it is a secret. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. Teachers, there are just so many people in this country now that when the shit hit the fan, it's like you don't. It's that old adage: you don't know what you got until it's gone. Yeah. And then when we took the veil away. You just realize how important some of these people are. Yeah. I mean, it goes without saying, nurses, they were pretty heralded beforehand, but I mean, now, where would we be in this country without the without the army of nurses that we have? No shit. Who willingly signed up to do this shit. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Look, well, did you see the article about Idaho? I mean, they're reopening. Really? So what they're doing well, who is... Who lives there? It's, <laughs> right. It's, so they're yeah. just going to be teaching these spuds. They're already six yeah. feet apart. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're already six feet apart because they don't have enough people. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but what about Idaho? So they're doing uh, rotations of kids will do three days in class, two days at home, and then they would rotate the next week. The kids who did three will be doing two and then three. And Man. making them wear masks and going in and social distancing, but they're fucking kids. How are you going to tell a kid, like, hey, six feet apart? It's like, no, this kid gave me a wedgie. I'm going to go put my, yeah. I'm gonna lick my finger and put it in his or ear. Or that's my girlfriend and I want to hold her hand in between classes yeah. or all of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot about that, that oh, hallway God. walk where you held that hands. sweet four minutes in between bells wow. where you got to hold hands and side hug. Oh. God, the best. Yeah. Ugh. And everyone stared at you like, oh, they're a thing. Yeah, they're going out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Talking. Will you go... Talking. They're yeah, talking. we're talking. talking. Will you go out with me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going out. We're going out now. Okay, cool. Do you want to go to, like, the park or my parents' house? Cool. My All mom, right. My mom can take us to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> wait, my mom can take us, but can your mom pick up? Yeah, that would, that's the play. Yeah. That's the play. You, yeah. want, you always wanted the uh, you always wanted to be in the other parent's car on the ride home, just because that's when you know you're three four yeah. hours into the day you're comfortable with each other maybe you, like touch mm-hmm. a leg in the back seat it's dark yeah and it's not your mom yeah that see also well I was the reverse where I'm like oh her dad's picking up yeah Fuck. dad's so you know my mom would tr- take home. We had an Astro minivan where oh, we yeah. had the two pot captain chairs in the middle and then the <laughs> bench in the back where it was super the dark. Bench. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, Bill. Yeah, dude. Copping a feel on the way home from 
from fucking seeing the grunge. Yeah, the grunge. Oh, I call it grunge. the grunge. The grunge. <laughs> the grunge. That Nirvana documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were real woke and fucking. Damn, the grunge fucked me up in theaters. Junior year of high school. Yeah, we were real woke. <laughs> Why are you in your mom's car junior year of high school? I didn't have my driver's license. <laughs> At that time, my girlfriend did, actually, so we were in the her Chrysler. Hey, man, come old-fashioned. Bill's a gentleman. That's right. I, yeah. I'm going to bring my mom on this courtship <laughs> so she can approve. Nance, what do you think? Did she go hand check? Did a movie has a movie ever? Did a movie ever like really fuck you up in theaters? Did you ever walk out of a movie because you were too scared? Uh, no. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the ah! Rings. Which I was one? young. I don't know. I was young. Me and my dad and Taylor, my sister Taylor went. This is too much. Like five minutes in, I was, I was like, we gotta go. Monster fight scene. Like, was it something scary? No, or? What's his name? Smeagol? I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Smeagol. <laughs> was he in there five, within five minutes? Oh, yeah, one of the... One of the, the, dark, the two towers yeah, he Yeah, no. opens up with him. He scared me. Yeah, oh, like, in, Smeagol. like, the river or something. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I, I, walked out, I walked out of the ring. Um, yeah? That movie fucked me up. I went and saw it with Logan Jackson. Whoa. Who, who went on to... Back clean up and start third base for UC Bearcats. Whoa. Real stud. Logan Jackson could have been in the bigs. Yeah. Yeah. He was a real stud. He just, he fucked it up. You went on a date with him? No, I didn't go. No. Well, me, <laughs> me and Logan went to see the ring with my dad. Whoa. We were 12. It was a baseball trip and we went and saw it and we, I, me and Logan ran out like four times. Giggling like little girls. It was so fun. I have never seen the ring. Bro, Me it neither. is a classic horror movie. What? Yeah, I there's a lot of horror movies I have not seen. Yeah, I don't like horror movies. There's only 25% of the room right now who's seen The Ring. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. Wow. I love that movie. I've seen the the porn parody, The Cock Ring. The Cock Ring? Yeah, where they <laughs> where put it on and then like this girl comes out and sucks her dick and then bites it off. Oh, really? Is yeah. that a thing? Yeah, she's got long black hair. Yeah, Samara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you watch the porn seven days later, your dick falls off. <laughs> That's it. Seven days. Me and my friends used to call each other on landlines all the time and be like, seven days. But sometimes the parents would pick up. Yeah. And you'd just be like, seven days. They're like, they just didn't get the scary reference. They're just like, we just called reminding us what a week was? Yeah. Seven days. I'll be there. <laughs> Well, I saw what was uh, what was the one with Sarah Michelle Gellar? Uh, uh, I know what you did last summer. Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the movie scared me. Scooby Doo, Ghost Island. Yeah. What was it? Was it Scream? <laughs> no, it was. Um, was it The Grudge? Oh yes, yes, yeah. Yes, it was The Grudge. The Grudge. It was The Grudge. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the only like horror movie I saw in theaters. No, I saw Saw 3D in theaters, and uh, I just was watching it the whole time, and I leaned over to my date, and I was like, this is dumb. She was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was so bad, we were just like, she just sat there and stared at it. Nothing even happened. Speaking of movie theaters, I heard this on a podcast that... This one? Not on this podcast. <laughs> no, no. I did. I was listening to my pod, my own <laughs> podcast last week, learned something. Yeah, wow. No, I heard it on a podcast. So after this, movie theaters were like kind of on the way out anyway. Yeah. They were dying. I mean, have you been to Newport on the Levee lately? It's ghost town. It's sad. It's sad. Really sad. It is so fucking sad. I went there on Christmas Day to watch a movie and they had two people working. Yikes. Yeah, it was wild. But 
um, with all these defunct movie theaters after this, most likely, uh, people are talking, like, it would be a good place to do comedy. A movie theater? Oh, yeah. You That'd could, be tight. Like, you could section people out. Yeah. You could space people away very com- comfortably. Yeah. Theater style. You'd go down there and stand, little spotlight. Yeah. You know where it'd be a great, like, locally, is the old Shakespeare Theater Company building. Yeah. It's already set up for it. Yeah. It's already theater style. If you had, you know, you'd have to book out headliners who could draw 250 every show. Yeah. To 250. You would be just like a... Uh, funny bone. I think I ta- we might have talked about this before, but that's what's going to be really weird is these theater acts. Right. We talked about it last week. Oh yeah. A five hundred seat th- a five hundred seat theater with two hundred fifty people in it socially distanced feels fucking weird. Yeah. But I guess. But that's where Gallagher thrives. You yeah. know, he'll be fun. Yeah, but then <laughs> I mean, but then I guess you couldn't put two hundred fifty people in a comedy club like the size of Go Bananas. No. Exactly. So, so you, like these big theater acts are going to be going back to like the funny bones, right? It's going to be weird. We're like what Liberty holds four fifty. Yeah, that's and, crazy. And Liberty could just do like Liberty could actually social distance pretty well, really easily. Yeah, because that place is fucking huge. Right. So you could ma- you could cap it at two hundred on that bot or two fifty on that bottom floor. Yeah, or bottom and top. Yeah, yeah you'd be fine. That's, that's how many people were at most of those shows anyway. Right. So it doesn't spread matter. Them out. Right. It's totally fine. Um, but movie theaters, so like they're opened up in Georgia and they have like distancing rules in place. Oh man, I, a, a movie sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it does. Going to a movie theater. Oh, sorry, I'm yawning. Gosh dang it. <laughs> You're man. good. Sorry. Um, who was it? Oh, AMC and then Cinemark were like, hey, Paramount. Fuck you. We're not doing that. We'll see you. You can't have your movies in our theaters anymore. Because of the whole issue with, I'm not kidding, Trolls World Tour. <laughs> what? Because they released it straight to demand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they were had... ready to make so much money. No, it still did great. Like, they still made $250 million. Or no, I'm 150- talking about the movie theaters, though. Because they released it, like, to watch in your house, right? Right. So they made, hundred. I think it was like $150 million that weekend from VOD sales. That's wild. Right, because kids need to watch their fucking troll movies. Yeah, and that was going to be like their Black Friday where the movie theaters were like, okay, we're going to make money, we'll keep the doors open for three months. Right, and yet they snatched it and they're like, okay, well, and Paramount came out and said, I think we're going to do this. Like, we're going to release video on demand and do theaters. And Cinemark and AMC were like, no, you're fucking not. Yeah. Because they won't be in our theaters. Yeah, well, Judd Apatow's about to drop a new movie that I really want to see, and he's just going to drop it VOD. What movie is it? It's called The King of Staten Island. Oh, yeah. It's, it looks really good. It stars Bill Burr and Pete Davidson. Oh, shit. Apparently, yeah. I, I Yeah, somebody, Craig Fitzsimmons, previewed it and said it was fucking fantastic. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, I get that down was... on a little Billy Burr and PDD. That's, I, I get down on half of those people. Yeah, I fuck, I fuck with Pete Davidson. I like Pete Davidson, man. I think he's terrible on SNL, but... I mean, well, he is. That's, like, his whole thing is... That's his stick, is that he doesn't know why he got hired on SNL. He doesn't give he's, a fuck. He's fucking horrendous on SNL. Yeah. No, like, he's not good in a sketch, but apparently he acts his ass off in this movie. Wow. Like a little long-former. Yeah, like, I think a longer form, rather. Long-former. Long-former? Long-former. Is that, like, uh, is that like, hu- like a way to cook human 
Yeah, long former. Long former. Long pig, baby. Yeah, I got I got this this carcass out back. I'm gonna I got this cadaver out here. I'm gonna just throw him in my long former and I'll have meat for two weeks. Cadaver chocolates. <laughs> mm, I love a cadaver I'm chocolate. I'm falling asleep on the floor. Good night, first lady. Good night. It's, love you. It's bedtime for me. See you, Leash Dog. Good night. See you, boo. You'll hear us above you. That's fine. Okay. God, she's great. Yeah, she's so sarcastic. Alicia's so good. Just the most sarcastic compliments. Like, ugh, isn't she just wonderful? Good cook. Fantastic cook. Great cook. Gumbo. Gumbo tomorrow. Gumbo tomorrow? (coughs) You gonna freeze me some? Of course. Freeze me a bowl. I'll freeze you a bowl. Normally when we make Cajun, I tell Chris, and he'll weird, and he'll meet me at the warehouse, and I'll bring him some. Oh, fuck He loves Cajun. Like, that's his jam. CW, baby. Goes to the Naughty Pine every year for his birthday. Who knew? I know. Where's the Naughty Pine again? It's in, like, um, Walton. Yeah. I've heard of it. Alicia got super sick last time when we went, and he was so bummed. He was like, oh, it, like was? it was like a personal attack to him. Like we don't know it was, like, what we ate that was bad, but she hurled, and I was my stomach just I didn't feel right. And he was like, "Oh, this sucks! I really, that really hurts." And Have you like, been oh, to no. Swamp Water? Yeah, Swamp Water is great. Swamp Water rules. You know who sucks? Allen's. Allen's blows. Did I tell you why they it suck? It is so unflavorful. No, but why do they suck? It is not a good taste. It's not good. It's very bland. Cajun. A lot of pepper. Supposed to be good. Yeah. Went there. Dude, ordered a po' boy. Right? Yeah. Po' boy. Very basic. Roll, lettuce, blackened or fried. I'll give you some leniency there. Um, They say tomato. Well, tomato, onion, aioli. Yeah. I get my sandwich. It's all there. And I take a bite. I'm like, why is there mayonnaise on this? And they're like, "Uh, it comes with mayonnaise. I'm like, Go go and get me some aioli. Do you, do you have any? The guy, the server goes, yeah. Let me go check. Goes in the back. He's back there for about five minutes. Comes back out and he goes, yeah. None of us know what aioli is. <laughs> That's crazy. And I yelled at that server <laughs> in front of my friends, Nick 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 Dika yeah. and the doctor, because they or the doc no doctor wasn't there. It was just the guys from. Um, or no, uh, yeah, just the guys from the Arkells because they don't have Cajun in Canada. Yeah, no, there's no Cajun places. So, so I'm like, we're taking him here. This is a bad Don't representation. Don't even know what aioli is. <laughs> no clue. And Tyler recommended, oh, let's go to Allen's. And I was like, okay. It's a bummer. Oh, you know why this is ringing familiar? Is because this story pissed you off so much that you've done it twice on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aioli. Aioli. Oh, man. I don't it's know what good. aioli is. Aioli? It's oh, like a, it's, what, what is man- it? It's like a, it's like a, it's like mayonnaise, but with uh, garlic in it. And it's like cooked in, and it's like a it's little bit spicy. It's got a nice. I, I know, tang. I know what it is. I yeah. don't know what it is. It's yeah, egg. Fuck! What is an aioli? That's gonna bother me. I'm looking it up now. Um, oh, I can't leave this gold belly page because I gotta order it later, and I don't have a bookmark. I'm excited for you, Bill. You're gonna be ordering so much food. Aioli. It is. Come on. It is a Mediterranean sauce of garlic, salt, and olive oil. The name means. Garlic and oil. <laughs> Very basic, but it's not It's not mayonnaise. They couldn't do it, man. But there it is. That's what it looks like. I know what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, it looks tasty. I'm, I'm licking my phone right now. Ugh, let me <laughs> pop open this belt. Yeah, get her yeah. off. Yeah. Daddy's got to pee. I know it feels like a pretty short one, man, but I mean, do we have anything else that, you, that feels pressing? 
Game seven of the nineteen seventy five World Series. Yes. Duh. <laughs> Duh. Why Baseball we podcast. Yeah. Well, guys, the Reds won. They won. The guys, the Reds won the World Series in nineteen seventy five. Pete Rose was clutch as fuck. Uh, Ken Griffey Senior went uh, two for one or two for two with. He got on base every time. Four he reached out an error or with two walks. Yeah. So yeah, I mean uh, it was cool. We had a sick little kid named uh, Joey Tram. Tr- what is it? Tramontana. 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 Yeah. Joey Tramontana threw out the first pitch, and then when we went out there in the uh, top of the first, pretty wild move by the old hook, Sparky Anderson, changed the lineup. Yeah, he did. Changed the lineup for the first time in the series. It it, it had been going, Rose, Griffey. Griffey Morgan, Bench, Perez. Right. And then this time he put uh, Griffey down in the seventh spot. Yeah. And it clearly worked out. He got on base four times. Right. And it went Rose, Morgan, Morgan Bench, Bench, Perez, Foster. Foster. Which is just fucking insane. It's wild. And then Cesar. No, no, sorry, sorry. And then, um, oh my God, why am I blanking? Concepcion. And then Griffey. Yeah. Cesar Pitcher. Pretty nasty. That's disgusting. It's a pretty good fucking lineup, man. Don yeah. Gullett went out there, started. Were you surprised? Speaking of Sparky Anderson in the hook, he let him out there and dangled, man. Don Gullett walked in two runs in the third inning. Right, gave up three runs that whole inning. Yeah, and that was the and that was the lot of the damage that they did the entire this final score was four three. Yeah, and then Gullett went out and shut it down in the fourth and then pulled him in the fifth. Yeah, no, that was cool. We in the first, what, we came out in the top of the ninth. Rose reaches on a walk. Yep. Uh, um, perfect bunt single by... Oh, no, he got thrown out. Yeah. Or, no, how did we score? We scored. Rose walked. Um, or not a bunt single, but then he Rose got moved over by who? Bench. Bench moved him over. Bench, no. It was a... Cesar. No, it was a... Hold on. Is it a pinch runner? No. Or a pinch hitter? Pete walked. Pete walked. Bench hit into a fielder's choice. Uh, fuck. No, I'm having a brain fart. And, yeah, how did that happen? Um, and then... Hey, look at the box score. I'm going to look at the box score. Where are you? It's right here. Here we go. Jeez, Louise. We just fucking watched it, too. Yeah, Burton... Repl- okay. Burton replaces Cooper... Griffey walks. Geronimo sacrifice blunt. Okay. Blunt. Nice. Uh, grounds out to third. Uh, Griffey to second. Uh, Dreesen bats for Carroll. Dreesen grounds out to second. Griffey to third. Rose walks. Morgan singles That's to it. center. That's it. Rose to third. Joe Morgan, Morgan to second. With the game winning ribby. Yeah, and that was the first time Fred Lynn had had a bad throw from the outfield. Yeah. Because he had a, a fantastic series. Yeah, and that was another thing that the all game, all seven games. I thought it was a pretty low Six, number look, of chances. All seven games, the outfield for the Red Sox had 24 chances. Yeah. Didn't not a lot of pop ups, not a lot of chances, but they had a perfect feeling percentage. Uh, also, the build up. I mean, they're down three nothing at the in the top of the sixth. The Reds put up a two spot, followed up in the top of the seventh with one spot, and then you know Morgan comes through in the clutch. It's just the ninth. putting your foot on their throat when they're down. And who hit the dinger? 
Perez. Big dog, baby. Yeah, it didn't Timer. matter. It didn't even matter what his, his average was because he would hit dangers. Yeah, he hit three home runs in the series, two of them in one game. That won us game three? Three at home. Yeah. Just smoked it. Yeah, we blew him out. But it's just like he was timely, Pete was timely, Joe, everyone was timely when they needed to be, even though the numbers don't look great. They were timely when they needed to be. Yeah, because it says there on the DVD case, I mean, over the course of seven games, the Red Sox had one more hit and outscored us 30-29. to 29. Yeah, and five of the last six games were decided by one run. That is tight. So there was just the blowout. Epic. In game two, or game one, sorry. Was it, what, the final out? Carl Yastrzemski came up, two outs, bottom of the ninth, down one, got a standing ovation from his team. Yeah. From, from his fans, rather. Big fly to Cesar Geronimo in dead center field, baby. And the the visit, the ball, the uh, the clubhouses were so small they couldn't have the celebration with the trophy. That's so wild. They had to wait, which was fine by Cincy. Yeah, totally fine. Whatever, let's go home and do it at Fountain Square. Uh, one more thing, not from this game, but who was a part of this game, that story about Pete Rose. Oh, yeah. Using a corked bat throughout his entire career. So how do we know he used a corked bat through his whole career? So the guy, so there was a machine in Montreal where they had the the um, maintenance, like, you know, like the, the, what's the fucker's name? The, the equipment guy, the equipment rep or whatever his name is, the equipment know. manager yeah. found it. Was like they had a machine where they would cork bats for you to take batting practice or whatever, and uh, Pete would just cork his every game, and they were, he was just like keep corking. He's like, "What, really?" He goes, "Yeah, I've been doing it my whole career. I'm a singles hitter. They don't expect me to have this." Yeah, and he's like, "What?" And even when he got traded to Cincinnati, that corking machine in Montreal was like his favorite. Yeah, so he's like, "I want this to come back with me." Damn, and they were like, "Nope." So he just went back to corking in Cincy. Uh, do you believe, like, people are like, I don't believe it. Why would this guy come out and, you know, this guy's just trying to smear somebody. Yeah. You know, after 30 years, someone who's already down on their luck, why would he do it? I'm like, why would he not? I mean, it's the, you know, he finally probably feels this is the con- the guilt of his conscience is weighing on him, and he's just like, fuck uh, it. Conscious, I don't know how much, if he's sitting up at night thinking, oh, geez, I know this. Yeah. Oh, golly. I don't know. I'd say it falls somewhere. In between, it wouldn't surprise me if Pete did some bullshit thinking he was getting a competitive edge. Yeah. I don't know. If if he did cork the bat, I don't, I don't know how many more singles it was getting him. Maybe enough. Maybe he corked it enough where that, that little lazy fly or like a bloop that yeah. drops in for a single would be an infield fly out. Yeah. Or the second baseman could run back out to that fringe of the grass and grab it. Yeah. Like, who knows? And they've even, like, I don't know, they've even shown, like, the science behind a cork bat versus a not cork bat. It is minimal, but still, I mean, it is cheating. Yeah. It sucks that it's being whispered about whether it's true or not. I think what's more damning is that fucking picture of him signing autographs at a goddamn casino in Las Vegas <sighs> during the quarantine. Ridiculous. He's wearing gloves and a mask, but still. But fuck you. Yeah, come on. Dude. Do 50 bucks that bad? Probably. He probably does. He owes probably some bookies, or he owes some yeah. casinos some money, and he's in debt. Old P. Perpetual debt. He did lead the 1975 World Series in hits. Yeah, pretty impressive. Uh, there is. Hold on. I got a charger over here. Yeet. 
if you want to give me that your 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 Yule Tide Yule Tide savings here. Oh, here it is. Thanks, bruv. Yeah, dude. On my shit. But yeah, I mean, yeah, this is pretty damning. I mean, why? I mean, you know, you know, Pete's on Cameo for like <laughs> fifty bucks or whatever. Or no, his is a hundred and fifty. My bad, hundred and fifty bucks. Which I, I mean, love, I love the idea of sending a cameo to like a parent or an older person who doesn't know what cameo is. They would be so fucking blown away. <laughs> They'd be like, "What? Pete knows my name? Yeah. Hey, what's up, Mike? How you doing there, buddy? <laughs> oh my god, that's we we should do that for your dad. His, he would lose his shit. He would love it, man. I had a good conversation with my pops today. Yeah? Yeah, I talked to him. I called him. Here's a here's a little plug and a brag. Uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, his podcast, Fitz Dog Radio. Yeah. He, he gave me a little shout out and read some jokes that I sent him, and it was cool. That rules. Yeah, so I, I told my dad to listen to it, and he was quite impressed, very proud. He thought it was cool, and then we chatted it up, so that was nice. That is so nice. And then Greg rules. I'll text him tomorrow and say I, want, I saw the Reds world win the World Series last night. Off of Pete Rose's corked bat. Right off that cork. You should bring that up to him. That'll be a bummer. Yeah, we'll see what he thinks about it. Yeah. I don't know. It might be just long enough ago. I don't I don't know. But, I mean, as much shit as they were doing during those games, like look at, uh, what's his dick that we were talking about uh, playing le- left field? Oh, yeah, Bernie Carbo. Read that shit. That was Bernie, crazy. Bernie Carbo had one of the wildest things I've ever heard. And we, we were sitting there watching him hit in this game. Billy goes, what was this cat's name again? So Billy Googles Bernie Carbo and this pops up. Well, because he had a giant <coughs> saw in that Oh, yeah, was, he wanted to see if he was still alive. Yeah, see if he was still alive. I'm like, did he get, did he get fucking jaw cancer yeah. like Tony Gwynn? Well, turns out this guy, which is just crazy. Um, so when he was in Boston, 1975 World Series. God, where did it, where did it go? I just had it. Oh, here it is. Okay, so on, on April 1st, 2010, in an interview with the Boston Globe, Carbo admitted to doing drugs during the 1975 World Series. He states, I probably smoked two joints, drank about three or four beers, got to the ballpark, took some amphetamines, took a pain pill, drank a cup of coffee, chewed some tobacco, had a cigarette, and got up to the plate and hit. Chewed tobacco, then smoked a cig. Oof. After taking Adderall and... Fucking painkillers, smoking, smoking do- doobies, and hammering some brews. God, so this guy's he's a fucking legend. Buzzing like a motherfucker. And then he found Jesus, and now he's lame. He's lame. Here's what's crazy. He said it was not uh, like it's. It was not just a one-time binge. However, in the same article, Carbo states, "I played every game high. I was addicted to anything you could possibly be addicted to. I played the outfield sometimes, where it looked like the stars were falling from the sky." Gnarly, dude. Gnarly. That's so fucking tight. That's sick. Like you're you're a hero. You're you're like on uh, what's his dick's level, pitched. On Doc Ellis. Ellis. Yeah, Doc Ellis. Like Doc that Ellis. level. And yet he, then he turns around and ruins all of that goodwill by saying, I threw away my career. If I knew Jesus Christ was my savior at 17, I would have been one heck of a ball player, a near Hall of Famer. Instead, I wanted to die. Boo. Boo. Way to be like a fucking legend, a fucking back of the room. Bernie cool, Carblode. Cool baseball fun throwout. Nope, just, oh, he's a Jesus guy now. John Jeebus. Blaine. Nerd. 
I do. I wonder what out of all the Reds on that team, who do you think if you plop into the year twenty twenty, who do you think is the most successful? Um, I would probably go with. Man, I mean, Junior had such a sweet swing. Yeah, he was pure. He had a great eye. Bench, because he was just a monster. Yeah, I was thinking like a bench or... Bench. Yeah, Johnny Bench. He was a beast. Bench for in sure. In any era. Bench, maybe a Foster. It's behind you or LaCroix. Oh, motherfucker. Okay, great. Bench, Foster. Uh, Foster, I don't know. His swing, I don't think, would translate, like... Because he, he wouldn't catch up with those fastballs. Yeah, for sure. He had that hitch. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, so I, I don't think, know. You see, like you see a lot of similarities between Morgan and Altuve, hmm. not just size. A ton. I mean, I know they swing from a different side of the plate, but like the big bat, the big bat, the tiny frame, the power. Yeah, and the glove. Yeah, I could see that too. If you made me rank them, like if you gave me a top three, I go one bench, two, two Morgan, three Griffey. Yeah, I think that that's a pretty smart thing. I don't know if the big dog would. No, his swing was slow. So slow. And it slow. wasn't like launch. It what he was crushing balls. It wasn't like a a planned launch angle. It was just a big, long, loopy swing. Yeah. You know, he did have bat speed, but at the end of the day, he was just up there hacking lumber all day. Big thirty-eight inch bat. Yeah, man, he was swinging a fucking tree. Yeah, he was. Man. Well, you going to come up tomorrow, Bill? Maybe. I'll see if I can swing by. Yeah, if you can, swing by. That would be fun. Uh, let's uh, round third and head for home. Shall we? Go for it. All right, baby. Uh, every Monday, at the Hub OTR on Instagram. Um, as, you know, we're not going to say anything yet, but there will be news coming up. I mean, when the Hub opens, to whatever capacity it opens up. Uh, we will be doing capacity. We will be doing comedy to whatever capacity we can do it in there. Yeah. So uh, that's exciting. Uh, you know, hearing some of these bars might be starting to open it up. Who knows? We could be telling jokes within a month. That'd be wild. And that would really be something. So uh, yeah, follow the hub on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. And uh, yeah, anytime I go live, just hop on there. Even to just say what's up. You don't gotta watch the whole show. But uh, any amount of viewers just, you know, it helps the helps the psyche of the comics who are doing these online shows. So if you know anybody or if you see one, any type of artist, somebody who's playing music, telling jokes, a live painting, someone who's instructing yoga, whatever it is. Just pop in. Pop in. Say what's up. Hope you're doing well. That kind of shit. Yeah. That's what I got to plug. That's a great plug. And May 15th, Drinking at the Kids Table. Uh, Ran just dropped an album. Yeah. The Banana Tape, Volume 1. Ran Barnaclo just dropped a mixtape. It's good. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's funny. It really captures him as a comic, so uh, listen to that. That's what I got to plug. May 15th, drinking at the kids' table. Buy it on iTunes. Stream it on anything possible. Just check it out. I got it pre-ordered. Hell yeah. That's what I like to hear. It's fucking 10 bucks. 9.99. Sorry, 10.64 with tax. And tomorrow... I guess, you know, today. Yeah, we're a week away. One week. One week until Billy Album Party, baby. I'm so pumped. And that's the day we get to go out on patios. Yes, bitch. That's oh my how we'll God, celebrate. for you. Yeah. This Queen. Whole quarantine's been for me. Queen City boy. Um, check out the Saturday morning serial podcast. I was on that. 
Um, that was pretty great. That was a fun little interview. That was cool. I got to talk about Cincinnati and introduce them to the Sky Rosa. That's tight. And talk about this podcast, the Very album, cool. and doing comedy. Um, was I hungover? Yes. Yes, it was on Sunday. Yes, you were. It was a Sunday, Sunday afternoon interview, of you course. You weren't feeling very well. Um, so, yeah, but it still went great. So check that out. And um, go to CincyShirts.com and buy a Team Frontliner shirt. Uh, the proceeds of that goes to help feed the nurses and doctors who are working hard for you in your hospitals. Buy a Go Bananas t-shirt. Hell yeah. It helps the staff. Um, and go out and buy a goddamn Hub shirt. Go buy a hub shirt, man. Help Support the, the coolest bar in OTR. Long live the hub. Long live it, baby. So you gotta pee. I gotta pee. I got a headache like a little hoe, too. Ugh. I don't know what's going on with my head. I need some ibuprofen. Mm. Why does having a headache make you a hoe? Because I'm I'm I wanna <laughs> gobble some pills. Hell yeah. Go- I don't feel uh, good. Yeah. Normally when I get a headache, I just wanna eat dick. Yeah, that's it. It's such I'm such I wanna a be little- promiscuous with my headache. Yeah, ooh, yeah, stick it out a window. I'm like Nelly Furtado. (laughs) I'm promiscuous. Get it? Oh, I get it. I love it. It was a jam. She did have migraines. Did she? I don't know. (laughs) There it is, man. Wrapping it up beautifully with the Nelly Furtado reference and the fake Nelly Furtado fact. (laughs) Yeah, so say you went, uh, when you go to goldbelly.com, type in promo code the new nasty boys to get absolutely nothing. And when you go to the Dirt Wendy's in Newport, make sure that you bring them a pack of Newports. Newports in Newport. <laughs> Fuck yeah, baby. So, uh, thanks for listening, and as always, go Red Legs. Stay nasty. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.